It's finally game day. Miami Hurricanes hosting Bethune-Cookman. Here's what we need to see from the Canes this afternoon. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making the Locked on Canes game day experience your first listen and your first watch today. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and available free, by the way, wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube as well. I didn't sleep great last night. Um, very excited. Um a little anxious, not in a bad way, but I, I cannot wait to see what the Hurricanes look like this afternoon. First game of the Mario Cristobal era. And there's a lot of notes on execution and a lot of notes on specific players, things that we are really hoping to see today. So I'm going to run through pretty much every unit on the team, kind of who that I'm looking out for today. And again, we're going to see a lot of rotation, I believe. If we don't see a lot of rotation against Bethune-Cookman, there's a serious problem because as long as Miami is scoring a lot uh, against lesser opposition, you're going to have the chance to bring in second, third, fourth stringers. If that doesn't happen, then we're probably talking about the team not being very good this year. So hopefully it, it doesn't come to that. But you know, I want to look at the wide receivers. I am very curious to see who starts at the three wide receivers, well, two out of the three, because I think one of them is already pretty much set in stone. But very curious to see the starting wide receivers, because again, up until this point, Miami has not released a game day depth chart. Uh, and even if they did, it would probably have a lot of ores on it, which is kind of the way that a lot of college programs get around really giving you starters. It's like this guy or that guy is a starter. But we don't have one of those. We don't have a depth chart. So we know Xavier Restrepo is going to have the slot position on lockdown uh, with Brashard Smith backing him up, I would assume. So when it comes to the boundary guys, could it be Keyshawn Smith, who started every game last year? Frank Ladson, is he going to get one of those spots? Michael Redding, who's had a really good camp, is he going to get one of those spots? So you've got, you know, three or four. And Jacoby George also in the conversation as well. We're still not 100% sure if we're going to see Jacoby George in this game, um, if he if he is available and eligible to play today, then he could definitely be a candidate to start. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, he was seen in practice early this week wearing Bethune-Cookman colors, meaning he was on the scout team. And usually when you see a guy like that on the scout team, you put two and two together. I wonder if he's maybe suspended for a game. We don't know that. He's obviously a candidate there as well. So you're talking about you know, four, maybe even five guys competing for two spots here. I also cannot wait to see. I don't think he's going to be a starter today. That would be a little bit of a surprise. But six foot four transfer Colby Young, um, he has a ton of potential. I cannot wait to see what he brings to the table. I imagine he's going to get some action tonight. Moving on to running back. Uh, we know when it comes to the injury bug, uh, Travante Citizen, of course, out for the season. We'll not see him today. Don Chaney, he's out for a while. We'll not see him today. I think he'll be able to come back and play at some point, but, um, you know, maybe around uh, early October. So I think Jalen Knighton, the rooster, I'm expecting him to be the starting running back. He and Henry Parrish are going to be the top two guys. 
I think Jalen Knight is just going to blow up this year. Um, he's got that explosive big play potential, can take it to the house every time he gets his hands on the football. And I think even today, watch Jalen Knight in today because he's just such a threat catching passes. I think he's going to get 100 all-purpose yards and a touchdown or two tonight, even if he doesn't play more than a half. Maybe he'll play less than that. But I think Jalen Knight is going to have a handful of explosive plays today. And then I mentioned Henry Parrish. He's right there, really good player. They've got similar characteristics, right? And they're both really good dual-threat guys, can catch passes and can run. Uh, I just think Knighton just has that kind of extra gear that just makes him more of a threat to score big plays than Henry Parrish. Henry Parrish might even be a better well-rounded back, but Rooster is more of a home run threat. So expect to see both of them quite a bit tonight. And then, of course, in a game like this against Bethune-Cookman, will we see a steady dose of running backs like walk-on senior Devin Perry, who we always speak very highly of on this show, and Perry, by the way, uh, had a really good spring game, and he's had a good fall camp. And Miami's got a new guy at running back. They just this past week, less than a week ago, Lucius Stanley, former UAB running back, comes to Miami in the transfer portal. Like he just got off a plane to Miami, and he might even get some playing time today. We'll see what happens there. Then you look at tight end. Uh, obviously, all season long, today included, you could probably expect to see big, big things from the top two guys, Will Mallory and Elijah Arroyo. I think Arroyo is a big-time breakout candidate for this season. Mallory is full go, by the way. He had some uh, – he was banged up during fall camp, but he's full go, Cristobal said. No more limitations or restrictions. And then the guy that I really hope we see something from today is Jaleel Skinner. True freshman tight end, potential through the roof. Had some inconsistencies in fall camp. Pretty normal for true freshmen to have those. So is he going to be a guy who maybe starts blooming during the season? Because Skinner, I think, is going to be, within the next couple of years, one of the great tight ends to ever put on a Hurricanes uniform. Then you go on to quarterback. Uh, I hope, you know, Tyler Van Dyke is going to start the game, of course. I hope we see three or four scoring drives led by TVD. And then you can get Tyler off the field, get Jake Garcia in. We haven't seen Garcia in a game going back to, I think, Central Connecticut last year, and he played very well. Uh, we haven't seen Garcia because he got hurt uh, during or right after that game. We haven't seen him since, what was that, like last uh, late September, early October. It's been a long time. Uh, so hopefully we see a steady Joseph, a dose of Garcia, and then I wonder if we'll even get to see Jakari Brown today as well. I hope we do. And then maybe even Peyton Matoka will get in and be able to take some snaps here today. So um, I'm hoping Miami can get playing time to three or even four quarterbacks today if things go as planned. The offensive line. Oh, I probably should have let off with this. Just be bullies. Just bully the opposition O-line. Um, we know the sort of mentality and physicality, the standard set by Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal, and Miami has some horses and a lot of experience on their offensive line. Just put it together. Put it together tonight. Inferior opposition, just bully them. I think Bethune-Cookman has, like, uh, not, not that they were ever that great, but I think they replaced, like, all of their starters in the front seven this year. So there could be some extra vulnerability there. And, you know, from the O-line, uh, maul the opposition and just don't be committing stupid penalties. I don't want to see pre-snap penalties, which is a sign of a lack of discipline. 
I don't want to see holding penalty penalties because usually like you're holding if you're getting beaten. So I don't want to see them getting beaten by the opposing D line. So just keep it clean. Keep the chains moving. Uh, will Zion Nelson play at all tonight? I suspect probably, I don't know, probably not. Um, he has been back in practice in recent days. So he's working his way back. I expect Miami starting left tackle projected first round pick Zion Nelson. I think he's going to be definitely good to go by the Texas A&M game. If not before, I wonder if he'll get any playing time today. If he doesn't, uh, John Campbell, who's been excellent in camp is going to be holding down the starting left tackle spot. And then again, Miami is going to have nine or 10 guys. That they're going to want to be rotating in and out of the offensive line today. Same deal for the defensive line. Actually, the defensive line has like 13 or 14 guys that they're going to be trying to rotate today. We will see that rotation in full effect today against Bethune-Cookman. I've got my eyes on Leonard Taylor. Uh, I want to see if Taylor is first-teamer or second-teamer today. And, yeah, I want to see Taylor continue some of that dominance he was starting to show at the second half of last season. He led Miami in tackles for a loss. Nigel Kelly. True freshman, had a great camp, freak. Everybody calls him a physical freak. I want to see what he can do in front of 50,000 fans here tonight. Linebackers, uh, will Corey Flagg be the starting Mike linebacker? Um, he's he's had a really good camp. Uh, Charlie Strong just raves about how this guy soaks everything up like a sponge. He's a student of the game. Uh, I want to see how Caleb Johnson, the transfer out of UCLA, looks because I, I think that he's just, when it comes to his experience, I mean, this guy is 24 years old. Um, you know, he was one of the probably two best defensive players on UCLA last year before transferring in. Uh, he seems to have all the physical tools, and he seems like a really intelligent dude as well. I had a chance to speak to him. I think he's got the potential to be Miami's best linebacker this year. So how is he going to look tonight? Uh, defensive backs. Miami's very blessed there in the defensive backfield. I'd love to see some interceptions today. Is that too much to ask? Get that quarterback throwing on the run, pick off some INTs. Be watching sophomore Malik Curtis at corner. He's had everybody talking. Kid out of Fort Myers, uh, my wife's hometown. He's been great. He's a speed demon, had a great camp. Um, you ask any coaches, any players about him. Tyler Van Dyke even said, yeah, I like to avoid throwing to his side of the field. That's how good he's been. Uh, I, I wonder if also Malik Curtis could be one of the primary kick returners and punt returners as well. He's got that sort of ability as a return man. Uh, DJ Ivy, who's been around forever, senior. Uh, he had a solid fall camp. Coaches are talking really, really well about him. I think he could put everything together this year. He had a solid spring and a solid fall camp. Uh, I'm going to be watching Al Blades Jr. He's finally healthy again. He's been through so much. He's worked primarily at safety in the fall. Uh, I'm sure he'll get plenty of playing time there today. And Blades, he can also play nickel. He can also play cornerback. He used to be a corner. He could also play in the star position. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities to get the son of Al Sr. Uh, on the field as much as possible. And yeah, of course, rounding out the safety room, you can expect you know, the usual excellence from James Williams, some man amongst boys, Avante Williams and Cam Kinchins. So we're going to get to my keys to the game on the other side and yours as well. I'm going to read some of your tweets. And guys, I love it when you interact with us on Twitter. We're always reading your tweets. We're liking your tweets. Sometimes we read them on the show. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, follow the show Twitter at Locked on Canes. We will follow you back. 
So we're going to read some of your tweets on keys to the game, and I will give you mine right after we talk about the importance of driving sober. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen, right? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. So stop kidding yourself, man. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, just don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Thank you so much for making this game day edition of Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So here are, I was able to wheedle this down to narrow this down to my my five keys to the game. 3.30 p.m., Hard Rock Stadium, Miami, welcoming in the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. Number one, get everyone out of here healthy. All right, I, you know, I don't want to be talking about any injuries. I know that injuries is a physical, violent game, active God. You can only control so much, but let's just hope Miami gets everyone through this game with just a minor bumps and bruises at the worst, okay? Number two, I alluded to this a little bit with the offensive line. Keep the penalties to a minimum. Miami in recent years has been one of the most penalized and least disciplined teams in the country. Cut down on that stuff, man. Uh, I mean, listen, occasionally, if you get really fired up and you get an excessive celebration or something, I can let a few of those slide because I love an excessive celebration. But I don't want to see any stupid procedure penalties. I don't want to see any unnecessary holding penalties. Um, You know, I don't want to see, like, Lacks like if, if you make a big tackle, you know, you, you don't have to overdo it and get flagged 15 yards. I know, you know, James Williams had a little bit, a little bit too much of that last year. He admits I've got to be just a little bit more disciplined on the field. So let's cut down on the flags, right? Everyone raves about Miami's coaching staff now. And I think one of the signs of great coaching is team discipline. So let's start to see that team discipline. No stupid penalties. Keep the penalties overall to a minimum tonight. Number three, I think this is important. Um, get your wide receivers some easy catches. Let's build their confidence, right? They had a lot of ups, ups and downs during fall camp, issues catching the football spring and fall camp. Get these guys some confidence. And then, yeah, part B of that is receivers. Focus. Hold on to the football, okay? I don't want you guys making it impossible for my dude TVD to win the Heisman because you're not holding on to footballs. Let's hold on to those footballs. Let's help TVD pad his stats. Let's pad your stats and let's win some football games. Number four, dominate that line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, right? There's a reason Miami has guys who are four and five stars on offensive line and defensive line. And, you know, Bethune-Cookman, you know, got, got not the type of players that the Miamis out there are recruiting. So you should be able to exert your physical dominance out there on that field today. So let's get it done. Dominate the line of scrimmage. Wreak havoc from the defensive line and be bullies on the offensive line. And then number five, tackle with fundamentals because you might be able to get away with just some big hits that knock people over and maybe some arm tackles, the type of things that may work against Bethune Cookman, but will not work against the Texas A&Ms and the Clemsons of the world. So show me what you guys have been working on with Kevin Steele all off season long angles, fundamentals, put a hat on the ball, bring people to the ground. 
make them know they've been tackled by you. I think I screwed up that quote, but Kevin Steele said something to that effect. So those are the big things for me. Uh, and, you know, I could have come up with 100 more, and a lot of you guys did, because uh, uh, I, I went to Twitter. And again, you can follow us at Locked on Canes. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Uh, and I wrote a tweet from the show account. Tell me your keys to the game for Canes football on Saturday. Let me read some of the responses here. Polk Kane, who's a great tweeter of ours. He's a good friend of ours. Polk Kane says, keep your foot on the gas for four quarters and dominate. Yeah, I think that's important, right? Because, um, you know, when you get to the third quarter, fourth quarter, if you have a big lead, you're going to have hopefully third and fourth stringers out there. Um, I would imagine with the competitive culture being created now, more competitive. I mean, it's always been competitive, but it's a more competitive culture being created on the green tree practice fields that I hope the third and fourth stringers are out there trying to say, hey, Mario, I should be starting. Why am I coming in in the second half when we're up 35, 45 points? I should be a starter. Go out there and dominate for four full quarters. I don't care how far on the depth chart you are on the field. Go out there and dominate. Papi Pata Larga writes to us, dominate, dominate, dominate. Three dominates on there. Thank you. I, I get the message. Three dot. He says, it doesn't matter if it's an inferior opponent. If they're so inferior, then show it on the field. Amen. Uh, Jed Stark, not to be confused with Ned Stark, Warden of the North. Jed writes to us, mental discipline and focus, dumb penalties, drop catches, etc. None of those. They've plagued us even against bad teams. We absolutely need to improve this in order to have any chance of a successful season. Uh, Lord Jed Stark, I completely agree with that. Um, discipline, discipline, discipline. Let's do it. Uh, Kubice writes to us, control their quarterback, no missed tackles, and don't do too many penalties. So a lot of you think the way that I think. We're all on the same page here. Uh, Kubice even gave us a predicted score. He says 48 to 10 Canes. Uh, I, I hope we, uh, I hope we do a little bit better than that. These could be my famous last words. Cause my, my official score prediction that I made at all hurricanes.com, my official score prediction was 62 to seven. So if, if we're only scoring in the forties, not in the fifties or the sixties, I, you know, I'm not going to look good. So let hurricanes make me look good today. All right. This is a great tweet from our friend Marla. Like, she went through, like, every possible key to the game. This is a loaded tweet. Dominate the trenches. Yes, I agree. Establish the run game. Wholeheartedly agree. Pass throughout to work on wide receivers catching the ball despite the score differential. Uh, you know what? That That's an interesting point here because um, I, I don't know how much they're going to do that because it's one of those unwritten rules of football. If you get to a point where you're up 45 points, it's the early fourth quarter and you're still throwing the football down the field. That's one of those things, like it or not, that can be interpreted as disrespecting your opponent because you're trying to run up the score. Now, back in the day, like Jimmy Johnson wouldn't have cared about that. He would have just kept doing what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Mario is going to handle that. Right. Because, yeah, if, if you get into the fourth quarter, you're up big. Jakari Brown's on the field. You might be handing it off a lot. So I, I don't know about late in the game. I think early in the game, I agree with you completely. Early in the game, like when Tyler Van Dyke and Garcia are out there, yeah, you, you know, 
I'm not saying neglect the run. No, but I do think you need to have a steady dose in the passing game to get your receivers some some confidence. Uh, she continues, rotate the D-line as much as possible. Yes. Work on fundamentals such as proper tackling. Look for improved linebacker play. Amen. Try to clear the bench. They will certainly try. Um, and, oh, this is a good one. The last one she writes in here. No booze to our guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the football fan can be a little fickle, right? You have, a, you know, you have a bad quarter. Quarterback misses some open receivers. In this uh, great building, Hard Rock Stadium, whether it's the Dolphins or the Canes doing things like this, we've been known to have a few boo birds come out. I hope we don't hear any of those tonight. Those are great. I think there might have been one more that came at us from a quote tweet. Uh, Jimmy Hero Buckets writes to us, win by at least 28 points. That's his key. Uh, yeah, and you know, we, we did a uh, we did a betting episode last night, but it was more of we did like preseason props because there aren't really any official odds for this game. It's like sometimes when it's, you know, power five ranked team going up against an FCS opponent, you can't always find like actual odds on uh, maybe if you find like your uncle Louie down the block, he might have his own book where he's got odds, but I haven't seen any actual odds for this game. But if there were odds for this game, I would think Miami would be favored by somewhere in the thirties, if not in the forties. So I, I hope that they win this game by at least 28 points and thank you guys so much and everybody have fun today. Uh, let me know, hit us up on Twitter at locked on canes. If you're headed down to Hard Rock Stadium, or maybe you're at Hard Rock Stadium already, let us know where you're tailgating. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be making some rounds, maybe saying some hi, saying hi's to some of the tailgaters out there. So hit us up on Twitter at Locked On Canes, or you can tweet me at my personal at Alex Dono, Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. And please make sure you're supporting the entire network, like Candace Cooper on Locked On ACC. She does an awesome job taking you through the ACC. Her and the local experts have locked on 30 minutes or less every single day. So make sure you make Locked On ACC your second listen. Thank you for making us your first. Happy game day, everybody. Let's go out there. Let's have a clean game, a dominant game. Let's stay healthy. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.